0: What is up guys, welcome to another episode of Wrestling World, welcome to an exciting episode of Wrestling World because we have now watched the Hall of Fame Ceremony Class of 2021. This ceremony was so good and I'm honestly so pleased with how it turned out with everybody's induction and I want to congratulate the inductees of the Hall of Fame Class of 2021, it was well-deserved. And they definitely deserve their spot in the 2021 Hall of Fame. Now, the 2020 class also got inducted, which to me is great because the 2020 class, if you remember, did not get a ceremony last year because of how this COVID pandemic has affected Pro wrestling as a whole. So it was good to see the 2020 class have a ceremony as well because they didn't get one last year. So it's good to see they're not forgotten about. Honestly, I was worried that we wouldn't see a Hall of Fame ceremony this year because how the pandemic has affected pro wrestling and still to this day even like last year and still you know this year it's it's still affecting pro wrestling but i got to give credit to WWE for taking a bad situation and turning it into something positive now i know with the covid pandemic there there are no fans in the audience there are no fans Well, there are no fans in the arena, what I was trying to say. But that's the good thing about the Thunderdome that WWE has created. That's the good thing because we get to have fans virtually. Now, yes, it is a different feel from what we're used to, but at least it's something. And that's the good thing about the Thunderdome. Is that even though so much has changed, the Thunderdome gives us a little bit of something? It gives us an audience for pro wrestling, and it gave us an audience for the Hall of Fame ceremony. So even though so much has changed, it's still a good thing. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited for WrestleMania now. I do know that they will be having fans in attendance. I do not know if, if if they they will have a large amount of fans. Now I know this arena won't be packed to full capacity, but it's something, but safety first. You got to have safety during this pandemic. So while this arena can't be packed to full capacity, at least they have fans. Now, I watched an NXT takeover the other night. And I and I saw how they were doing it. They had fans in the arena, but it looked like they had barriers So that the wrestlers can avoid contact with the fans. And when you look in the crowd, it looked like everybody had face masks on. Which is good. Because in my honest opinion, you can't, well you shouldn't, put a fan in without a face mask. Or some type of safety procedure for each fan in attendance. So looking at the way they did NXT TakeOver the other night, that makes me believe that they'll probably do the same thing for WrestleMania. Now I did see pictures of the WrestleMania venue, and I think it's at a football arena. And you know these football arenas, they're large, right? But I, I do not think that they will have a full a, a, a jam packed crowd, and if they do, the good thing about a football ring is they could they could space people out as much as possible. They could space everyone out, just like if you watch the NFL, how they were doing it with the NFL, they spaced everyone out, and that's the way that. WWE could do this You know of course You can't have people Sitting side by side But you could space Everyone out It won't be a full arena But it will be Something Something different I'll put it that way But the Hall of Fame class of 2021, man. Let's get into that. That was great. The ceremony itself I thought was amazing. I'm glad with how well they pulled things off. My favorite inductee of the night, though, was JBL. JBL and Rob Van Dam. Now, I grew up watching JBL. I grew up watching him as a kid and as as an adult. You you know, if, if you're a pro wrestling fan, you know who JBL is. Now those who know the Attitude Era knew who Bradshaw was. Before he was JBL, he was known as Bradshaw. He would go on the team with Ron Simmons and APA. Honestly, one of the greatest tag teams of the Attitude Era. And if you know Ron Simmons, you know his catchphrase, right? (laughs) Um, But JBL was one of the... Best Heels, I think, at the time of WWE when he was feuding with John Cena. And I remember as a kid hating JBL. Hating who he was. Even though as a kid I was always fans of the Heels. But for some reason I just hated JBL. I couldn't get behind JBL as a kid. He's just one of those guys you had to hate. He's one of those guys you just love to hate because he's JBL, because of his character, his arrogance. I remember watching his feud with Eddie Guerrero and how great that feud was. I remember watching his feud with John Cena when John Cena won his first world title. JBL had some great feuds. Some good matches with Rey Mysterio. his feud with Undertaker was great. And he talked about that in his Hall of Fame speech. About how good he had it with the Undertaker. And he gave a lot of credit to Eddie Guerrero. I thought he had a great speech. And I thought the Hall of Fame induction ceremony started off great. Because it started off with JBL. Somebody who deserves to be inducted. Now JBO would retire from wrestling. I believe his last match was with Rey Mysterio. But he would go on to be a great heel commentator. He would become a commentator for a good while. And still even now. like He still makes appearances every now and then. We don't see him as much. But every once in a while he will make an appearance. As a commentator. Or even a backstage appearance. But JBL truly is a wrestling god. I remember watching SmackDown. Watching him and Orlando Jordan and the Basham Brothers. And how good those guys rolled together how good those guys were as a stable. You know, JBL would come out in his limo. He would uh you know, he would just be JBL with the cowboy hat and everything. But like I said, there's there's many others that are not, that remember Bradshaw in the Attitude era. And if you think of Bradshaw, you think of the Brawl for All. that Vince Russo started. And for those who don't know what the Brawl for All is, look it up on YouTube. Because it's something to watch. It isn't it isn't the best thing in pro wrestling. Honestly in my opinion, it is horrible. But the JBL played a big role. Now the Brawl for All was like a boxing tournament. It had it had nothing to do with pro wrestling. But this was created by Vince Russo. And JBL would go on to get knocked out. Later on. In the Brawl for All tournament. This Brawl for All tournament injured a lot of wrestlers. But if you remember Bradshaw. That should be something. That sticks out in your head. This Is the Brawl for All tournament. But like I said, I love JBL speech. It, he gave credit to so many wrestlers. And at the end, when he said he's not apologizing to nobody, that was a classic JBL move. That was a classic just something JBL would say. So I was really excited to see him get inducted into the 2020 class of the Hall of Fame. Now, mind you, between the 2020 class and the 2021 Hall of Fame ceremonies, it was like a 90-minute show all together. We got to see the NWO get inducted. Hollywood Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Sean Watman. Now, each of these guys have been inducted twice. Scott Hall as Razor Ramon, Kevin Nash Nash's Diesel, Sean Wattman as Xbox and DX, and Hulk Hogan. Who then in the NWO went by Hollywood Hogan. And these guys would go on to be Great Hills. These guys had a great career, even as singles competitors, especially Scott Hall, who, if you remember, had some great matches with Shawn Michaels as Razor Ramon, and it was great to see these guys inducted. Kevin Nash still, you know, still looks to be in good shape. He had a good run in TNA. Hulk Hogan, you know, left WWE, went to TNA for a little bit around 2011. He's still doing his thing, you know. Um, to be honest, I'm not a big fan of Hogan, but Hogan's, he, he's always done his thing. But love him or hate him, he is who he is. Um, But this whole induction, like I said, was great i was more happy about the induction is they they decided to induct the 2020 class and they didn't just you know forget about it and throw it under the rug they did what they did and that's great the only thing about the 2020 class that i realized was that batista was not there and i believe that batista did get inducted into the 2020 hall of fame but then i later read that he will now be inducted on a later date possibly due to a new movie or something he's doing. I know that he's a big actor in Hollywood, so that could be why. I do not know. But it was cool to see him inducted. To know that he will be inducted. Um we also saw the Bella twins get inducted. Two women that deserve to be inducted. That have gave their careers. You know as reality TV stars. They've accomplished so much in the ring. Opened doors for many other women. As well. And it was just. Great great as a whole to see. Them get inducted. And a good thing. About. The Bella Twins getting inducted. Is that they could always come back. I heard it was rumored that They would go on to become a tag team And enter the tag team division It's It's been rumored for years that the Bellatones would come back It hasn't happened yet But it's always a possibility They're still young in their careers I know they recently became mothers So congratulations to them I know that in Nikki Bella's speech The other night She did thank John Cena at the end John Laurinaitis So many others They just have great personalities all around. So congratulations to them as well. They definitely deserve it. Somebody else to be inducted, man, was William Shatner, who who, I, who I think is a great entertainer. And a good thing about the Hall of Fame induction is that you don't have to be a pro to be inducted. You don't have to be in the ring to be inducted. You can be an entertainer. And the good thing about pro wrestling. Is that they've had so many celebrities come in pro wrestling. And do their thing. Mike Tyson. Pete Rhodes. Ozzy Osbourne. Who we'll talk about later. Um, Guys like that. Who. Even though they never laced up a pair of boots. They still came into the world of pro wrestling. And put on a show because honestly they don't have to but because they're entertainers and, and, and such good people they've done it and if you remember William Shatner now I'm not a big fan of Star Trek you know but I do know he's he was Captain Kirk in Star Trek and he did have a little stint at WWF with Jerry Lawler in Kings Court but some of you might remember him as hosting Raw a few years ago when he was singing the entrances of many professional wrestlers Triple H Shawn Michaels and DX um, John Cena's entrance which is hilarious so I, I think he's a great entertainer and like I said it, you don't gotta be a pro wrestler to be inducted into the Hall of Fame we've seen so many people come in and out of pro wrestling that it's just normal now like I said you don't going to waste a pair of boots to be In pro wrestling, we've seen, you know, Donald Trump in pro wrestling with the whole head versus head match where, you know, Vince McMahon got his head shaved. So that's the good thing about WWE is that they go out of their way to keep us intrigued, especially when it comes to WrestleMania, because WrestleMania is the time where you see so many celebrities, you know, a part of WrestleMania. Like, we've seen Rob Gronkowski. We've seen um, Shaquille O'Neal. Ronda Rousey. So many others, a part of WrestleMania. And that's when you see the celebrities. So it's, it's always a good surprise when you see celebrities like William Shatner. And you see big names like that. Because it keeps us all interested. Now, I will say the only problem with the celebrities appearing is that sometimes WWE overdoes it. I don't think they realize it sometimes because they do it so often. Is that we don't need to see a celebrity, four, seven, eight, nine, ten celebrities on a WrestleMania card. And honestly, like, I'm not too thrilled about Bad Bunny's appearance at WrestleMania this year. Because I feel like this kind of overshadows Damian Priest a little bit. Who is trying to get over. I think that with Bad Bunny being on the card. I think that people are going to you know, tune in to see Bad Bunny. I think people are more intrigued to see Bad Bunny. They're forgetting about Damian Priest. And the whole thing with the Miz and Morrison. And this tag team match with Bad Bunny and Damian Priest is that it wasn't even announced until this past Monday. So Damian Priest wasn't even on the card or even talked about until this past Monday. Now, yes, he's been rolling around with Bad Bunny, but he wasn't even even mentioned to be on the card. This whole thing has been centering around the Miz and Morrison of Bad Bunny. So that this is the only problem I see with Bad Bunny being on the card. Is it takes a lot away from getting Damian Priest over. Who has just now became a part of the main roster trying to find his footing. So I'm hoping they have big plans for Damian Priest after Wrestlemania... Because I highly doubt that we will be seeing Bad Bunny after WrestleMania. I've always kind of figured this would be a tag team match, just by the booking when they announced it was Miss versus Bad Bunny. I thought, yeah, well, this isn't good. I thought they would do, you know, Miss versus Bad Bunny, and then John Morrison versus Damien Priest, which would have made more sense if they would have booked it that way, because um, that would have. Would have at least got Damian Priest over it better in a way with him being in a singles match itself. So when that, whenever they booked it with Miz and Bad Bunny, I kind of figured that they would. Um. They would they would book the Miz, not not the Miz, but John Morrison and Damian Priest in a singles match, but, but now all of a sudden, this past Monday. They, they had booked a tag team match. Which we've all assumed they would do in the beginning. But like I said. This whole feud. It um. It takes a lot away from Damian Priest. Who, who needs to get over at this point. So that is the only problem I see with them. Bringing these celebrities in. Is that it takes a lot away from the wrestlers. Now in Battle Royal matches. Like when they did Shaquille O'Neal and, and Rob Lonkowski, that's that's fine. But singles matches like this, it does take away a lot take away a lot from the wrestler. So that's something to think about. That's something for WWE to think about going forward when they book these kind of matches. But, anyways, I'm sorry for that rant. Um, you know, when I when I get into a topic, I, I tend to go off topic of what I was talking about. Um, but congrats to William Shatner. Congrats to Captain Kirk. Thank you for being entertainer. Uh, you can tell the excitement on Jerry Lawler's face whenever he announced that William Shatner was gonna, going to be inducted. And you you can see the excitement on William Shatner's face as well. But congrats to William Shatner on being being inducted. One induction that surprised me into the WWE Hall of Fame was Ozzy Osbourne. Because they never announced I don't think they ever announced it on Raw or SmackDown. So it did surprised me because I, I thought it was a rumor and I didn't believe it to be true whenever I saw it I thought it was just a joke like a joke I didn't think it was real um <laughs> but um yeah it, it really surprised me and because I, I saw his name during the uh, promo they did for the Hall of Fame class the, the little video package they had um, I saw his name up there, and I thought, oh wow, it's it, you know it's true. So I was really excited for him. I was surprised because Ozzy Osbourne, you know, ha- has had a great career in the music industry. I grew up listening to Ozzy. I grew up watching the Osbourne television show, the reality show that he had with his wife and his two children, Kelly and Jack Osbourne. And that was always a fun show to watch. Ozzy was always a great musician, a great entertainer. If you know Ozzy, you remember Black Sabbath. You, you'll remember his appearance yeah, on SmackDown when he performed. He also guest hosted Raw. One, you know, one night. And uh, he's had a great career, so it really excited me to see him being inducted. That's like I said before. You don't have to waste up a pair of boots to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, and I'm, I'm just so glad for Ozzy. I mean, Ozzy was recently, well, not recently, but he recently revealed that he had Parkinson's disease. A few, like I think it was a year ago. So he's he's been struggling, and you can tell he looks kind of rough and the. Uh, the video they posted of him being inducted the speech he gave so it's good to see him you know get this award especially because of all he's been through in the last year this man has gave everything to the music industry with Black Sabbath and from biting the heads off bats to being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame um, he, he, he It's that it's like I'm grateful to see him be inducted because it's something that that I think is probably more grateful to him because of all all he's been through. So it's good to see somebody like that get their due and get what they deserve. And I I'm, and I'm so happy for Ozzy because that man is a living legend. And everybody loves Ozzy, man. Come on. You you can't hate Ozzy. Whether you love his music or not, he's Ozzy Osbourne, man. Um, The way he talks, the way he acts, he's hilarious. Um, If you don't love his music, you have to love him as a person. That's my thing about Ozzy. So it's good to see him be inducted as well. Another induction that I was excited for was Kali, the great Kali. You know, watching him be inducted, somebody I grew up watching. This is a man who has opened the door for people like Jinder Mahal. And now I see that he is training other Indian wrestlers, that he has trained a few people that actually debuted in NXT, I believe. So it is good to see him, even though his appearance was virtually like many others, it is good to see him doing well. He still looks the same as what he did when he debuted. Like I said, this is a man who opened many doors for many people. And to see him be inducted, was I think it was it was so heartwarming for him because it looked like you could see the shock on his face, you know, kind of like he was in like a moment of disbelief. And honestly, I feel old because all these guys that are being inducted. Are guys I used to watch growing up and wrestling so imagine how old I feel I'm 25 years old I've been watching wrestling since I was a kid so I definitely feel old watching these guys get inducted into the Hall of Fame So, like I said it, it's good for Colby to get what he like recognition because after Colley kinda left, WWE he was never really mentioned. Um he kinda just disappeared. He would do the you know, these little interviews every now and then but you didn't really hear from him as much as you did when he was in pro wrestling. You no, know, he did also get to see his manager. Ranjan Singh, I believe his name is, I remember him when I was a kid, but I don't, like, I, I totally forgot about him, to be honest, until I until I saw him the other night, and you could see the pride in his face as well, you know, Greg Hawley was somebody who was the first Indian professional, the first Indian world champion defeating the undertaker wrestling john cena even though he didn't have the greatest career in wwe he, he had a career and for a man his size the moves he could pull off was great now he wasn't always a serious wrestler now they booked him as you know he had more of a comedic role to him towards the end there I, I I remember the Collie kiss cam. I don't know if that's something anybody else remembers, but that was something that sticks out when I think of Collie. I remember him slamming Johnny Knoxville at one point. I remember the uh, the match he had with John Cena. the the Great Feudy have with Taker you know Taker put him over. He also had an acting career as well. If you remember him in the Longest Yard movie with Adam Saylor. He had a good acting. Uh, you know, I don't know if it was a good acting career, I'd say. But um, he definitely had a career in acting. So it's good to see Colby Get a little more recognition than he has in the past. With this Hall of Fame induction. Good to see these old wrestlers from the past kind of return because we haven't seen Kali for so many years. And he doesn't do too many interviews. He will do an interview every now and then, but you don't really hear too much about him anymore. But this man has opened the door for so many others and he definitely deserves his induction. Now, another induction I'm going to talk about is Eric Bischoff, which this was another induction I was excited for when I first heard it was announced. Now, if you know WCW, you remember Eric Bischoff. you remember the rivalry that WWE had with WCW. Now, in the video package they had for Eric Bischoff, It was said that Eric Bischoff was beating WWE in the ratings for 83 weeks. Man, that's a long time to be beating another company in ratings. And Eric Bischoff obviously had a good mind when it came to creativity. And a good mind for selling pro wrestling. This man he's accomplished so much in his career. I mean, think about it guys. Eighty three weeks beating another company. I don't think all weight wrestling can do that. They obviously can't do that with NXT, but we'll we'll get into that, you know, another episode or whatever. But um that is a long time. And Eric Bischoff, when you think of the name Eric Bischoff, you you think of the name NWO. The man that put NWO on the map. I mean, he's accomplished so much in WCW, you know, he would go on to TNA. And accomplished so much in TNA as well, with the whole um, stint he had in 2011. And speaking of TNA, you know, if you guys remember Jeff Hardy's little incident he had on Victory Road, Eric Bischoff took it upon himself to come out, and cut a promo off the top of his head, and basically save that match. Eric Bischoff did what he had to do. He was the hero that night. He had Sting pin Jeff in what three minutes. Um, if you looked at Jeff Hardy, you could tell something was wrong. Eric Bischoff said in an interview that he knew something was wrong and he had to do what he had to do. But like I said, man, Eric Bischoff, he does what he needs to do and he did that just that when he was in WCW. Um, he, he's had an amazing career. Not only in WCW, but he would go on to shock the world and join WWE, which was the ruthless aggression era at the time. And he would shock the world because of the whole rivalry that WCW and WWE had. Seeing him come out that night and join forces with Vince McMahon was like the biggest heel turn of the Ruthless Aggression era. Um, Kevin Owens actually talked about this. Kevin Owens talked about how bad he hated Eric Bischoff and when he joined WWE because it was such a big shock because of the rivalry that they had. And you gotta give props to Vince McMahon for going along with this. and, And... Pulling this off because it was something that nobody expected. Because once you know, once WCW got sold, it was like, okay, what's going to happen with Eric Bischoff? Is he is he done? But then he comes back and shocks the world and pulls this off, and and, and nobody expected it, nobody at all. And I remember the Ruthless Aggression Era, you know, back when Eric Bischoff became the general manager around that time. That's when the Ruthless Aggression Era was so much fun to watch because of the storylines they had. If you remember back then, Kane unmasked. He had his little stint with Eric Bischoff. That was around the time that Kane unmasked and with and Shane McMahon we had Undertaker back then. Eric Bischoff was such a good heel, and I remember being a kid and just hating Eric, like like I did, like I said earlier with JBL. How much I hated Eric Bischoff because he was such a good heel, and my thing is that if a heel can get heat and they can get the crowd to hate you, you were doing your job. And back then, Eric Bischoff was doing his job. From going on WCW and being like one of the biggest baby faces to coming to WWE and being one of the top hills, he, he was doing his job. And people, I think, hated Eric Bischoff just for the simple fact that he, you know, he was beating WWE in the ratings for so long that when he came to WWE, people automatically just hated him because of the whole stint with WCW and WWE. So it's not like Eric Bischoff had to get any heat when he came to WWE because he already had heat when he came to WWE because of that whole situation. But I remember being a kid and just hating Eric Bischoff. And this brings me back to what JBL, something JBL said in his speech earlier. He said that back then he would go back in the locker room and he would, he would have so much heat that he couldn't even get to his limo. He didn't even know if he would make it out of the arena. And that brings, brings me back to Eric Bischoff because he was doing his job. He knew how to get the crowd to hate him. And he was a good heel. I remember his heel run in TNA as well. When he and Hulk Hogan joined forces and turned heel. How good that was. Because nobody expected Jeff Hardy's heel turn. Nobody expected Hogan to turn heel that night either. They pulled off a big surprise. And Eric Bischoff, if you remember months ago, was in charge of SmackDown the creative role in Smackdown which honestly I think if he still was I think Smackdown would be better to watch nowadays than it was when Bruce Prichard took over after Eric Bischoff left so I've always thought Eric Bischoff had a creative mind he still does congratulations to him I'm hoping we see more of Eric in the near future. Well, congratulations, Mr. Bischoff, you definitely deserve it. Speaking of people who deserve it, speaking of Rob Van Dam, we gotta talk about Rob Van Dam. This man, ECW legend, Mr. Money in the Bank, the whole show, Rob Van Dam, and his entrance music, it says he is one of a kind, and he honestly is, this guy is a high flyer, he is everywhere, this man is so technical in the ring, and to see him be inducted the other night was like, another reason why I say I feel old, because these are guys I used to watch growing up, now I believe RVD is still a wrestler, I believe he's still wrestling. He just had a match with Tommy Dreamer not long ago in TNA. So it's good to see him still wrestling while he can. I, ju- I just read that he is 50 years old. Which was a, a surprise to me. Because I wasn't expecting that. He doesn't look 50. He still looks to be in good shape. He just looks good. Man, This guy was the favorite in ECW. He made a name for himself at a young age. And then would go on to WWE have a great career. I believe they said he was a two-time Intercontinental Champion. I could be wrong, but what stands out for me is the Money in the Bank ladder match he had at WrestleMania, and the ECW one-night stand match he had with John Cena, where he won his first real title in WWE. After years of scratching and clawing in ECW and on the roster, he finally got what he deserves, and that's the WWE Championship. Which that night, it was so special, because not only was it his first WWE Championship win, but it was an ECW venue It had that same ECW feel as it did back in the day. I mean, RVD just—he's accomplished so much in his career, from from being in an ECW and, and putting his body through everything he did, and then to come over to WWE and accomplish so much that this guy's became a hero to many young kids and just an idol to so many wrestlers. RVD's and his famous five-star frog splash we've seen so many wrestlers imitate that But nobody can pull it off like rob van Dam. Nobody could pull it off like that guy And when I think of the money in the bank ladder matches and the, the ones they have today I still to this day don't think that compared to the match that rvd had at wrestlemania the moves that guy could pull off He is so exciting to watch. And this guy has opened the door for so many other high flyers. As well. But not only would he go on in WWE. But he would travel around. And and wrestle. In different territories. You know they put a lot of those ECW guys down. Because. I think a lot of the ECW guys are overlooked because of their style their hardcore style so when they go over over to WWE or territories like that where, where it's just regular pro wrestling I think it's overlooked because they just assume okay well all these guys just know the hardcore style and RVD coming over I think the RVD was overlooked because everybody knew him in ECW And the type of wrestling that they did. So, I can't imagine going over to WWE and trying to transition to a different style. Yes, he is a pro wrestler, but having to do that hardcore style for so long. I'm sure he probably got judged backstage, but he's definitely made a name for himself in pro wrestling. with his style of of wrestling, that high-flying style that he has. And like I said, one of the best five-star frog spices in the business. So watching him be inducted definitely made me feel old. Because like I said, that's somebody that I grew up watching this is a man that had good matches with Rey Mysterio, Kane, which Kane is another inductee, which I like to mention that Kane is also somebody that was inducted in the 2021 Hall of Fame. So not only did Kane and RVD get inducted, but these guys were, were a former tag team. So it's cool to see a f- like two tag teams, two guys that teamed up together be inducted, I, I was trying to say. Um, <laughs> so it's good to note that. But RVD is definitely one of a kind. And to see him still wrestling to this day. Is very exciting. Very exciting indeed. But last but what. Last but but (laughs) what. Sorry I can't talk today. Last but not least. We have Kane. The Big Red Machine Kane. A.K.A. Glenn Jacobs. Now, if you know Kane, then you know Undertaker. The Brothers of Destruction. Some of you may know Kane as Dr. Isaac Yankman. You know, Kane was the storyline brother of The Undertaker, having a tremendous career. Honestly, they saved the best for last. When they did the Hall of Fame ceremony. This was something so special. The only thing I wish they would have done. Was I wish they would have had Undertaker induct him. Now many people are saying, you know, Undertaker should have been inducted as well. But I do believe what they are doing is saving Undertaker's induction for something special. I do see maybe Undertaker being inducted next year, but to, but the Hall of Fame ceremony with Kane, we got to hear a little bit of, more of a backstory from him, growing up in St. Louis, you know, his parents, and then becoming a politician, which is something so cool because we are so used to seeing the uh, the character Kane, we are not used to seeing the politician Kane. We're not used to seeing him out of character. We're used to seeing him with his head shaved, you know, the white contact in. We're used to seeing Kane. We're not used to seeing Glenn Jacobs. So I I thought that was really cool. To see him out of character and learn more about his backstory. Because if a lot of you remember... Anytime Kane was coming to the ring they would never say where he was from. It was always parts unknown, if you look it up on Wikipedia or whatever. If you look up the Kane character. So hearing that he grew up in St. Louis and hearing a little bit more of his backstory, I thought was so cool. And this is a man who has accomplished so much in pro wrestling. As the storyline brother of The Undertaker, having Paul Bear as a manager you know, One of the best debuts in pro wrestling, one of the most greatest debuts, you know, tearing the door off the hell in a cell, attacking Taker, and then having the greatest feud that they had. And they would go on to have, you know, Wrestlemania matches. Kane buried Taker alive, Taker returned to Wrestlemania. The whole feud leading up to that match was so good. And then Kane would, you know, go on to win the Money in the Bank ladder match, defeat Rey Mysterio, become a world champion. He accomplished so much. And I remember being afraid of Kane when I was younger, when he took off his mask in 2004. I was petrified. Like, even his pyro would scare me. And uh, his whole feud with Shane, I thought, was good, you know. To me, that was like one of the honestly good feuds that Shane's been in, in my opinion. You know, Shane had a good career, but when he paired with Kane, you know, Kane really shined bright during that feud. And it really showed us a different side of Kane. But Kane nailed that character. From being under a mask for so many years to unmasking and pulling off another different side of his character, he did great. And like I said I was afraid of Cain Back then But this man he's a cop so much And when the Undertaker inducted him the other night You could see the shock on Cain's When the Undertaker said Told Cain that he'd be inducted On the bump Cain was shocked He was surprised But you could see the, the bond That him and Undertaker had Not only in the ring, but you know, in real life, these guys have had a a a career, a history together, and to see these guys still as close, you know, in real life, I think was was so cool. You can just see the pride in their faces. And it's just so cool to see Kane be inducted. And for him to leave pro wrestling and go on to become a politician, I thought that was so cool. Because I've always said how smart Kane was, even before he entered politics. You know, I would see interviews of Kane talking about politics. Which I've always thought was a cool thing to see as well because, like I said, we don't get to see Kane out of character as much. We don't get to see him break character and and do these kind of things. You know, this is a man who we don't get to see out of character, so it's cool to see him... You know, talk about politics and become the mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee, which is something they acknowledged at the induction ceremony. I think the only time we've seen Kane, I think the only time we've seen him as the mayor. Everybody big knowledge is the marriage when he had that little stand with our truth and 24 7 championship, which I thought was a good segment. But this is a man who would enter politics, you know, the last few years of his career before entering politics, he was known as Corporate Kane. Then they called him Demon Kane, which I thought was stupid. Because he was always just known as Kane to us growing up. He was never known as Corporate Kane. He was never known as Demon Kane. So they gave him all all these kinds of different personas and he nailed every character. Especially Corporate Kane, which was new. This new thing they gave to him during the whole Seth Rollins Hill thing. But the whole thing about the Demon Kane, I thought that was stupid because whether he was masked or unmasked, he was always Kane. He was never called Demon Kane. The whole corporate thing, that was silly, but whatever. Um. But I never liked how they called him Demon Kane. He was just always Kane growing up. Of course, he had his nicknames like the Big Red Machine, the Devil's Favorite Demon, stuff like that. But growing up, he was always Kane. But he nailed every character he had, whether he was masked or unmasked. Especially when he took off his mask. You know, he wore the, the black towel over his head to hide his burns from the story. like it was all storyline, but the storyline was that he was burned in a fire and he was wearing that towel to hide his burns from being in the fire to hide his face. And then he shaved his head and he would go on to feud with Shane. He would go on to feud with Taker as well after, um, you know, Taker got buried alive. It was a match between Vince McMahon and Kane, and um, he would go on to bury his brother alive in a buried alive match, and that would set up the feud between Undertaker and Kane with Undertaker returning, which they would go on to have a match at WrestleMania with Undertaker debuting the new look with the coat and and the hat. So I thought the events leading up to that feud was great because Kane really had to, to work by himself. You know, Undertaker was gone for a few months, you know, leading up to WrestleMania. He came back at WrestleMania, but he was gone, you know, I don't know if it was a few months or a couple months, but I know that Kane basically carried that feud until Taker returned. Because they did tease Undertaker's return, but Kane, you know, basically took that feud and, and, and carried it on his back, and until Taker returned, and and Kane really made this interesting. Kane made that feud interesting. The whole, the whole feud he had with Shane with the ambulance match, the Last Man Standing match. He really pulled that That big red monster gimmick He pulled it off Which I think was something Kind of new and unique for his character Because we we were so used to seeing him in a mask So to see him You know do something different Was cool because it was something fresh You know maybe the whole mask gimmick was getting stale I know they, they remasked him a few years back where he was wrestling with a mask again but it was like a different version of the mask it wasn't the original mask which which the the mask that they did the different version of the mask I believe was the mask that he had beside him at the induction ceremony I didn't get a, get get a chance to get a good look at the mask itself but I do believe that's the mask they had at his Ceremony. Which is something I wondered when he came out to the ring. Would he. When he came out for his ceremony. I mean would he have his mask on. Or would he. You know. Come out as. In a tie like he did. The other night. Because honestly when Kane. Comes to the ring anymore. You never know what version you're going to see of him anymore. You don't know if you're going to see Corporate Kane. Demon Kane. Like they call him. Or. Or. Or what you're going to see. But congratulations to Kane. He definitely deserves it. Um, but as a whole I thought the whole ceremony was great. I'm so ready for Wrestlemania guys. They have a stat card. Saturday and Sunday. A two night event. Just like NXT TakeOver was. Wednesday and Thursday. WrestleMania will be a two night event. I'm more excited for Sunday than I am Saturday because of the whole triple threat match. I ain't really excited about the whole Daniel Bryan thing because I feel like it should be just Roman and Edge in a singles match. But being the big star that Daniel Bryan is, I see why they're doing it. But Daniel Bryan, honestly, he's just here to take a pin at this point. I do see Edge walking out as the new champion. We shall see. I don't know. But that's the way things are looking. Like I said, this would be better if it was a singles match between Edge and Roman. But I see why they're doing it. You know, they want to protect Edge and Roman. I get it. But we'll see what happens, guys. Um, WrestleMania is a Saturday and Sunday it's gonna be a good event. I'm excited for it. I can't wait. The most exciting time of the year is WrestleMania, guys. So give it a listen. Give it, give it a watch. I mean, <laughs> but hey guys, thank you all for listening. That's the show. Have a good day. Tune in to WrestleMania. Good night.